Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Big shout out to all of my faithful Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. New bonus episode on the Patreon, in which I named my top five favorite stand-up comedy specials of all time. So if you are a Patreon subscriber and you listen to this one, hit pause and go check out that bonus episode I just gave to y'all. Also, shout out to the YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. If you follow and support me in any way, you are the fucking tits. How about that? I'm bringing back that expression. Um, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. I've got a guest this week. I teased this topic last week, and um, I got to give him a proper intro, and then we'll go into the topic. But if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know I teased it at the end because it was something that I came across on the internet. And I actually, I, I take that back. I hate when people call it the internet or the interweb. It's the fucking internet. You don't have to be cute about it. It is what it is. It's called the internet. It's a utility. It's great in a lot of ways, and it's fucking horrible in more ways. But anyway, you're listening to me on it. You're watching me on it. And you're going to be watching my guest as well. One of the funniest dudes you'll ever meet. A guy who's a blast to hang around with. He's uh, a regular at the Laugh Factory. Zanies performs all across the United States of America. Everyone, please. And he's part of a great podcast uh, called uh, fucking uh, 30 Characters. Shit, what's it called again? That's right. 30 Characters. Yeah. There it is. Joe Fernandez. How are you, Joe? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm good, man. Um, people can't tell. I, I trimmed my beard today, so I trimmed it too much, but I'm still keeping the beard. But I went a little too thin on the trim. You um, mean people can't like tell your... who are watching? Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening, you can't tell. If you're listening, you cannot tell, no. Yeah. Uh, but those of you who are watching on YouTube, I'm not abandoning the beard. I just gave it a fresh trim. Uh, because I'm going out of town the next four or five days, and I'm probably not going to be able to trim it. So I'm like, I'm going to give it a trim now. But right now, I, I bring up the beard because, Joe, yours looks tight. Good Pretty beard. solid. It's a solid beard. You got you got a little bit of a George Clooney look going on right now. Hey. Keep going with that. I'm good with that. I've been called Quentin Tarantino before, so that's like. No. I know. Dude, I remember when I heard that. And I was like 22 when I heard it. Two people said I look like Tarantino when I was 22. I don't see. You don't have the chin. He's got like or a real nose, weird chin. Gargantuan, isn't it? Yeah, you look nothing like him. Whoever yeah. said that knows that you believe shit or something. They're, they fucked with you. Yeah. I'm trying to think of Real, real yeah. douchey move. Um, Joe here is uh, a guy who's got an album you guys should all check out. I want to get the plugs out the gate because people plug stuff at the end. And by the end, you're already tired and you're about to turn off the damn podcast. Joe, tell people where they can listen to your album or watch it even. Uh, yeah, it's on Tubi. Uh, you've probably seen a bunch of ads on it for your smart TV and you still haven't clicked on it yet, but someday you will watch Tubi. They really are advertising hard. It's kind of crazy. I was like, oh, wow, they really are pushing. Uh, and it's on YouTube also, but I get money if you watch it on Tubi. And then it's on you know iTunes, Amazon, all the shit. So um, yeah, man, please, because I need money so bad, dude. Don't we all? Yeah. So, Don't we all? Yeah, and then next um, week come to come to Three Dead Moose for that, or Will's Northwoods Inn for the first time we're doing a show at that place, and we're gonna see if we're gonna make it a regular thing or not. It's gonna be a big hit. I'm telling you right now, man. I could I could feel it. Me and you, we're gonna have a big August, big rest of the year. I Money's gonna so. come pouring in. I'm put. I'm speaking it into the universe. I am attracting it by law. Whatever the kids out there say. I come across some of these accounts on TikTok that tell me I have to believe it, and I believe it. Because right now the bills are piling up. My doggy has bladder stones. We have to have a uh, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. Surgery tomorrow. Yeah, that's why I'm drinking water right now, even though you're drinking a cold Miller Light that I think I left in your fridge six months ago. No, I know. No, a year ago. 
Jesus. This is beer. This is beer from when we played poker a year ago. That's still in there. It tastes good still, I bet, right? Yeah, it's still, I mean, it's Miller Lite, so I mean, how much can it be affected? Yeah, are you um, are you not a Miller Lite fan? No, I love Miller Lite. I'm just saying more like the idea that somehow a year-old Miller Lite is going to be that much worse than a fresh one. There's not even much of a difference. Okay, that's true. It definitely sounds like an insult towards Miller Lite, though. Fresh one versus year-old. What difference does it make? That would apply to Bud Light. That would apply to any... That would apply to an old style. Like it's not about Miller Lite specifically. It's just any beer of that quality. It's not like. But to me, that's great quality. It's not a fine wine that ages and gets better or something. You know what I mean? That's true. It won't get better. Yeah. But I don't think it gets worse per se. I don't like the idea that people think just because it's cheap, it's cheap. It's like bad. You know what I mean? Some of the best things in the world are cheap and good. Cheap and good used to mean something in this nation. Damn it. You know? Yeah. Same. And here and Palestine. Those two countries where when things are cheap and good, they love it. Palestine, big old style country. Yeah, big time. I mean, old style should be everywhere. All right, let's get to the topic, though. I've teased enough. I mentioned this on last week's podcast. Um, something that I've been thinking about that I'm surprised there hasn't been more movement towards. I was uh, reading some stuff online, and I came across some feminism. And <laughs> That's weird. Online, you don't find that anywhere. No, they're very quiet, these feminists. <laughs> I really think they should work on getting the word out. Yeah, yeah. And that would help things. Mm-hmm. Well, what I want to talk about is farting and women. So I figured who better to have on than a man named Joe Fernandez. Two Joe is talking about the female species ripping ass. What's you the know? controversy? And, excuse me? What's the controversy that was online about it? There's no real controversy. But what I've discovered is that what was talked about is how like it was like a meme it's like you know stepping outside after a date to let one rip and then the comments were like oh men will fart all the time they just they don't really hide it all this kind of stuff and women we have to hide our farts and i'm like you know what when is that going to be part of the feminist movement where it's like hey if we're truly equal here let's stop denying that women also fart women poop dudes don't fart in front of women until like way later on well that's true too but i'm saying like we might let out a little, like a, like a little silent one, you know? Like a gasoline? <laughs> or, or, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I want women to admit to farting. I want women to, I, I think this is the podcast that could help launch that. I think there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it at all. No, um, obviously, if you're too. in public, you don't want to be on an elevator making everyone's ride stinky, you know? Yeah. But it's also farts are funny, so it doesn't matter who's doing it. That is true. Farts. In a weird way, if like a hot chick, like if Giselle did it, or if uh, who's Kate Hudson, right? That's Justin Berlater's wife. Who, by the way, Kate looked, Upton. Okay, oh, Upton. That's it. Yeah, she looked hot as shit at the All Star Game festivities. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. Else he's like, like a multi-millionaire six ten pitcher, so it's, I don't know how he landed her. But... Yeah, I mean, he's won a couple Cy Youngs. He's like, uh, I don't think he's six ten, but six um... ten. No, he's like six five, six six. He's not six foot ten. Randy Johnson was six ten. Go ahead and look it up. It won't be six foot ten, Joe. Uh, I wish people, if you're listening on audio, Joe gave me the fuck you. He's six ten look that every guy <laughs> gives each other when they're arguing stupid shit like this. Back, yeah, yeah, sports stuff. Kate Upton, by the way, dude, he's um, seven five. Seven five. Wow, how about that? <laughs> you were right. Six five. He's six five. Thank you. No call though. I used to have a Verlander Tigers like t-shirt jersey 
So yeah. I got family from uh, Detroit. So I, have the, I, have a, I still have it somewhere. Number 35, Verlander. It's pretty badass. I remember playing a softball game and a guy told me to go back to Detroit because I was wearing it. And I'm like, I'm fucking from the North Side, you White Sox fan piece of shit. Because that's why I figured he was a Sox fan because I was wearing Tigers and they had a little bit of a rivalry going. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about Kate Upton real quick. And she, she it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Um, and she is beautiful. I'm glad that I haven't seen a picture of her in a long time, but she was like my number one for a minute there. There's this, uh, everyone do yourself a favor. I don't care what your sexual preference is. Trust me, you're going to want to see this video. Kate Upton, Cat Daddy Dance. It was, it was like a, a video or whatever dance called Cat Daddy. And it's just her doing this dance. And she's in like a really small bikini. Um, and yeah, it's, it's magical. I remember sending it to a mutual friend of ours, Danny Callis, and <laughs> being like, don't ever send me something like this again. I've watched it a hundred times already. I can't get, I was supposed to get work done today. You piece of shit. Like he was mad that I sent it yeah, to him. Yeah. What of the bat? Why is she with a guy that looks like Tyler Snodgrass who has glasses and his ball, like a guy who looks like he should be nowhere near her. Oh, that's the guy actually Terry, Terry something or other. He was a photographer who I think got me too. People were like, oh, he's actually he's creepy. Shit. He looks like a guy who would try and cancel someone else. He does. But those are usually the dudes who are the creeps. Haven't we not picked up on this pattern, Joseph? Yeah. All the guys out there who are the first ones to say those guys are toxic bros, mask their toxic masculinity needs to be stopped. They're this, they're that, they're the bad ones. They're usually the first ones where a woman comes out going, Yeah, I thought he was my friend, and they started feeling me up in an Uber. Like, you know, those are the yeah. bad, you know. I've always or noticed even, that. even if they end up not being a creep, they're still not a good time either way. No, they're fucking boy. Because look, if you're genuinely a good person. You know, you don't have to constantly tell people that. You don't have to constantly you have to try and bring other people down to prove you are a good person. You're doing that to deflect away from the fact that you're a bad person. Yes. You know. Yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. They're deflecting. Um, you see it all the, that's why I never believe when people say something like, Oh, he was an athlete that you know denied steroids and said steroids had no place in the game. And then I'm like, Yeah, I check his ass for needle marks because <laughs> yeah. you know. Those are usually the first person to buy. It's just, it's too fishy. It's too suspicious. Um, I'm not saying that everybody, there's some people out there who definitely want to use their voice for good causes and all that. But I think that photographer ended up being a real piece of shit later. Um, and then I remember being like, Oh yeah, I could figure that. That makes sense. Yeah. And when you think about it, like when Jared from subway turned out to be a kid diddler, were, were any of us really surprised? No. I was surprised like how much weight he lost. That was impressive. Only yeah, because sandwiches, my goodness. I was know, more surprised by that than him being a pedophile. I, I was too. Seinfeld had a joke about that too before he became a pedophile where he's like, we're supposed to believe this guy lost 100 pounds on an all hoagie diet. Come on. Like, you know, uh, what they don't emphasize in those commercials, because I guess there was truth. He would walk to Subway, but it wasn't mentioned. It was a five mile walk. So he was walking 10 miles every oh. day or something like that, which is really how he lost all the weight. Right, and right. It was a sub that wasn't really loaded up. It was the bread with the least amount of calories. Because normally subs aren't bad for you per se. It just depends on your lifestyle because it's a shitload of bread. Um, so you're not really going to lose weight. And bread's not bad for you per se. It just depends on everything else that's in it. I yeah. know everything about nutrition. So people really need to listen to me. Uh, I actually don't know anything. I don't. I've been getting, I've been getting fat again, man. It's not been pleasant. I've been losing weight though, but you know why I've been losing weight? The Jared way, walking. I've been walking so much more um, because just to save money. 
and I've been enjoying it. It's almost therapeutic. I, and I'm getting to the point where I was hitting 10,000 steps like every day, sometimes up to 15,000 steps. And these last few days been real like lazy with it, not intentionally just shit going on. So I've been able to walk and I'm, I could tell I'm feeling like, I'm like antsy, I'm like itchy. Like I'm like, I gotta fucking walk. I gotta, I gotta. No, I love my walks first thing in the morning, you know, like whenever I wake up, I mean, it's just like a 30 minute to hour long walk. If you have a coffee in hand too, it's like fucking nice. It's relaxing and shit. So how are you gaining weight then, my man? Uh, cause I keep drinking and I think alcohol more than anything is just like <coughs> empty carbs. And so you're like, you know what I mean? It's just like nothing that produces anything good for your body. That's why whenever someone goes sober for even a month, you're like, holy shit. You look great now. I've had like one beer the last week. Um, I was at a minor league baseball game. I had like one beer at that. And I've been trying, like I, I've been looking forward and looking ahead in my calendar and I'll be like, Oh, so I've, I've got like a little vacation going here at the end of the month. And you know, I don't really need to drink. So maybe that's when I won't. But if I look like, you know, two weeks ago, I had like five or six shows in a four day span. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have some, some drinks that, yes. you know, how could you not? Um, so yeah, you know, I, I see it for free. It's kind of like there are times, like even tonight, I didn't really feel like drinking, but then it was like, well, it's free. You know, it's hard. Or at best, like I mean, you tip two bucks for the drink, but it's like it would have been six, and you wouldn't normally. I mean, that's the thing is you're getting a gargantuan. Same with, you know, when I host my mic at Will's every Sunday, like they don't charge me shit, and I drank an ass load. So it's like I tip twenty bucks. And then fucking just have beer after beer after beer, shot, shot, shot. Like, <laughs> I so apologize I, for the coughing, everybody. I keep trying to turn my face right before I yak into the mic. My bad. I was yeah, also laughing. A lot and having a doctor feel your nuts every single time. Oh, my God. Hernia you know what? I haven't had that test in a long time, everyone. You know, the old grab the balls and make you cough. I wonder. I think they may have found out it was just a pedophile doctor, like a creepy doctor who was doing it. Now it doesn't. It's like no, no. We can just we can just not touch your nuts and find out if you have a hernia. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I haven't had that in twenty years, twenty five years. I think maybe I was like yeah. sixteen. It's maybe, kind of like it, that it, hammer on the knee test too, where you're like, "What's this?" That one was stupid. There's some that are just kind of like dumb. I, I, I was kind of a hammer on the testicle was the worst one. Man. I want to see if your nuts, if your nut reflex was any good, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was like a real thing? God damn, that would then you have to be at the doctor's office. You know, after a COVID shot, they're like, wait 15 minutes. Like after a nut hit, you'd have to be there for an hour. It's being like, wait till you can walk and breathe again. I'd throw up. I'd throw up all over their face for doing that. Let me ask you this, Joseph. When was the last time you had your testicles examined by a doctor? It's been a long time. Okay. I know I'm still not done the 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 colon cancer test, which I know I'm at that age where I should now, but no, I think like 45, they say, Oh really? Yeah. You got, you got a good seven or eight years. Well, maybe I, I want it. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound fun, but apparently it's not as bad as it used to be the colonoscopy, but still it sounds, if you got a colon and the doctor comes in you're like, hang on, can I get a female doctor to do this? And then can I be jacking off? Also? <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going to make me comfortable. Um, I thought you said like comfortable, like oh yeah, you're doing That's what I meant. silly Joseph's things, um, Fernandez isms or something. I don't know. Joe Fernandez, everyone, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, has a, a, a great skill in which you could take anything and turn it into the most disgusting thing you've ever heard in your life. Um, 
it's tremendous. I, yeah, it's I admire skill. it. <laughs> what was that? It's a great skill. I was also thinking like, your resume. Well, like also if this was in the two thousands, the doctor would put a finger in your ass, then give you Oxycontin to get over it. Yeah. Slowly get you addicted to it. Did I watch that show dope sick? Have you seen that? No, I heard it's good though. Oh, and it's so sad, dude. It is really depressing. It really is terrible what they did to that whole group of like that whole. It was mostly in that part of the country too, well, right? Way, Rural yeah, people. They were just like, yeah, these people are gonna get hurt all the time. Let's give them this drug. And they they said it was this miracle drug, but really it just hooked them onto it and fucking destroyed lives. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was so sad to see. It is. The, it was truly the same as like a gang <laughs> heroin everywhere, you know. Yeah, you know. Let me say this too. I'll give those. Uh, here's the the truth of it. All the people who are like, don't get the vaccine. I mean, they're wrong. They yeah. they are. Sorry, you are. Um, but for them to say if they're just making a statement, going the pharmaceutical industry is pretty terrible. It'd be like, well, you're right about that. I mean, yeah, yeah. they are right. The pharmaceutical industry does suck. But you could separate the two. Um, and the vaccine, you're not going to get addicted to it. No, you're not going to get addicted. Like, can I get one more shot? There's one thing that here's the here's the thing for the conspiracy theorists out there. Um, you're some of them are so close to being like, all right, yeah, there you go, and then they just completely lose all credibility because they have no consistency. Because they, a lot of them just they're they're too. Um, they're too into the drama of it all to really take a step back and, uh, and process. I'll give you an example. I'm not saying the government's great. I'm not saying pharmaceutical companies are great, but what they do like is making money. Okay. So they like keeping you alive. Uh, I remember when the state of Illinois shut everything down during COVID and people were like, what the fuck? We can't do anything in Illinois. And I go, well, I believe it's real because the state of Illinois wants to keep you alive so they could steal from you later. Okay. If you're dead, they can't steal from you, right? They can't take all your tax money. If you're a dead person, same with the vaccine, all these scientists around the world. First of all, like, again, it wasn't COVID-19 like there's other, there'd been other strands. They'd been working on different stuff from it. It all came from like the same thing that swine flu was off of uh, the N1 N2 something. I don't know. I can't remember the letters for it, but it was, so it wasn't like they were starting from, from zero. Right. They had a basis, essentially. Then you have everybody working their ass off, getting more funding than they've ever gotten before. No, so red project, tape. it's not like we'll get yeah, back no, to you once we have this other. Exactly. So that's what killed me, too, is all of Trump's fans, instead of using the vaccine as this massive victory, they immediately went to, I'm not taking that shit. I don't trust it. That went way too fast, even though he took it right away. And he still has told he still tells his people to take it. Yeah, and they boom. Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I can't like. They well, should. Have given... People were like, "It's too fast," and it's like, "Well, so do you think it's going to change something?" They're going to be like, "Hang on, we we're going to do a recall." It's like, no, it's going to be the same vaccine. You can't just wait for a better one to come out. That's the other thing that was funny is people being like, "I'm going to wait until they research it more." I'm like, "I think this is it. This is going to be the one you take." Yeah, and there had been people who were against vaccines way before COVID vaccines, so I think. Some of that shit was kind of like floating in the air and just, I don't know. And every now and then too, I see, you'll see a story of like some 25 year old dying and someone comments, Oh, look at that. Another young, healthy 24 year old mysteriously dying. You notice they didn't say the cause. And I want to be like, 
And they didn't say the cause because it's most likely suicide, you dipshit. Are you are you new to how deaths work? In this is this is the thing, everyone. If someone dies and they don't give you the exact reason, there's two answers. It's either suicide or drug overdose. The reason those two aren't readily available is because families are often embarrassed slash sad slash we don't want that fucking information out there. We don't want people to look badly upon our beloved son or daughter. I'm sure there's guilt. Like they feel like it's, if someone's been suicide or has been overdose, you're like, what could I have done differently to help them? So you know what I mean? So there's guilt too. Like Exactly. There, Yeah, 100%. So there's guilt. There's, I mean, that's a big part of the equation because it, it kills me too because I always see someone commenting, especially when it's someone personal. When you see something, it's not like a celebrity, but when it's someone like, you know, a per, not a celebrity and someone comments like on the Facebook post being like, how'd they die? And it's like, look it up, dummy. And that's the other thing is that it's like, what? Did, it's all curiosity and it doesn't mean it. It's like just kind of a selfish thing to ask. Like, cause you're, all you are is curious and that's it. But it doesn't, it's not condolences. It's not anything. You, you just want to know, but like, it doesn't help at all especially to have that question publicly right there for everyone else to see that you're asking how they die. Yeah. You know, it's just a strange choice. And it's one of those, <sighs> excuse me, had to sneeze. It's one of those things where, again, if it was car accident, they would say car accident. You know what I mean? If it was cancer, they would tell you, Hey, he lost his battle or her battle or their battle to cancer. Um, please donate to this. Like that's, you know, old age or suddenly, but people need to understand if they don't say the cause, it's most likely suicide or a drug overdose. Those are the only two things that no one, no one hides the cause when it's something like, you know, leukemia. Like you just, why would you yeah, hide yeah. that? You know what I mean? You would tell people, yeah, unfortunately this happened and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and maybe one day we'll get past the stigma where they'll say suicide as well. You know, you and I know someone, I'm not going to say who, but um, I'm sure you knew them too. Uh super talented funny comedian and no one no no the, the cause of death has not been stated but from what i understand all the gathering it's you know it's suicide so um which sucks it's terrible and all that kind of shit uh but maybe Who one day it? you feel that comedian princess diana yes princess diana she ran her motorcade into a wall <laughs> clear I mean, that would be funny if that was a conspiracy theory. Like, nah, man, she killed herself by running, having her driver run straight into a wall. Dude, there is conspiracy theories around Princess Diana's death. Like, well, no, but that's they—they they think the royal family killed her. That's that one. Yeah. You know? My favorite is the book, the Daily Show book, the first one they did called America. Like, you know, John Stewart's on the cover, and it's like all the Daily Show staff writers like came up with this like fake history book, essentially. And there was some real stuff in there, obviously, but. uh one was uh, it was a picture of JFK, and it was like President John Fitzgerald Kennedy was the 35th president of the United States, and according to the Warren Commission, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Because <laughs> <coughs> yeah, the Warren Commission was a lot of fiction there. Um, see, because then there's conspiracies like that where I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's video evidence where it looks like that shot did not come from behind him. You know, there's things like well that. But I will say the only thing is like, and there's studies done about this, like conspiracies, like the fake moon landing. It's like the amount of people involved for that to be pulled off. Like someone would have said something by this point. Like when you think about all the people that are involved and like when it comes to conspiracies like that, it's always like, no, anything that's a lie will always fall apart eventually. 
like when it comes to Vietnam and Iraq too, where it's like the Gulf of Tonkin or like the WMDs, it's like all that shit falls apart over time. If nothing else, someone comes forward, says something, you know what I mean? It's just, there's too many people involved. Well, yeah. I mean, our government's, our government's already admitted that they later admitted that, um, well, they said the one guy that was on trial in the movie JFK, that one guy that Tommy Lee Jones plays in the movie, who was found not guilty at the time. Later, they said, "Yeah, he worked for the CIA." Our government admitted that, so he should never not he should never not been found not guilty there. And then they later, I saw the movie. I still remember this. Yeah, I mean, he was a big part of like the conspiracy, and they, they he was the one guy they thought they could nab, and that was like the only trial brought upon the whole Kennedy assassination. It's something like I gotta donate. I gotta dedicate like a whole episode to that because I don't want to just talk about it a little bit here or there and get the facts fucking wrong. Yeah. Cause that's going to be a frustrating listen for you, the listener. Maybe you're on your morning walk, like Joe Fernandez recommends. And you're like, these two fucking idiots are getting all the facts wrong. <laughs> okay. I was excited for some fart talk and they just started getting into all sorts of other stupid shit. Also, and- I will say my, my joke about Kennedy, people got offended by it tonight, which always pisses me off when that happens. What's the bit again? It's the one about being a Houston sports fan. And it's like, Anytime something goes wrong with the Houston sports team, it's always Houston. We have a problem. They still do that. And so it's like they never put the biggest mistake of another city as their tagline. Like the Dallas Cowboys lost Dak Prescott for the year. The president has been shot. Now, like, you know, it's like Luka Doncic is 0 for 7 from the field. Where's a second shooter when you need it? And people were like, oh, and I'm like, it's been a while. Like most of you weren't alive. That never happened before, too. I don't know what it was over the past year that suddenly that joke got offensive to people. No, dude, I talked about this when I was interviewing the New York times. Yeah. I'm dropping the fact that I was interviewed by the New York times. That's cool. I didn't even know that I was. Yeah. Um, it came out a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago. Anyhow. Um, one of the things we talked about because it was in regards to people attacking comedians on stage, you know, they talked about the Will Smith, Chris rock thing. And they talked about Chappelle and the Hollywood bowl. I had an incident where someone tried to fight me at the laugh factor. So that's how I, why I got did? interviewed. I didn't know times. about that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about in this podcast, some jerk off tried to like come up to the stage and I basically was like, climb on the stage, I'll kick you in the fucking mouth. And then oh, I just went after him. Fuck? Yeah, this was like early March this happened. A bunch of the members of the Blackhawks were there too. Was it before um, the whole Chris Rock thing or was it after? Before. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a few weeks before. Um, anyway, one of the things I talked about in the article was how because of the media attention to what's going on in comedy, more people go into comedy shows expecting to look for the ooh moment. So they're sitting there. I don't think comedy club audiences are as present as they used to be. They're still great. And they still, I I think people are still people, but I think they're more aware of what the media is talking about. So the media's coverage of stand-up comedy, they don't cover how great it is. They only cover the megastars or when something goes wrong. You know what I mean? And so what's been going wrong lately that stirs people up is people saying shit that offends people, right? So now I've had people come up to me after shows going, dude, it must be so hard to be a comedian. You can't say anything anymore. And I'm like, they say to me after the show, I'm like, well, I said whatever I wanted tonight and it I worked know, out pretty I, great. Yeah, yeah. You were there. Like you had a good time tonight, right? He's like, oh yeah, dude, you fucking killed. But man, it must be hard. You can't say anything anymore. I'm like, dude, I said whatever I wanted for fucking almost an hour. You it know, was the awesome. of comedians after all that went down being like, I don't know if we're safe. And the thing I thought was so funny is that it would be coverage of the Ukraine war and then the whole are comedians safe. And it's like, I think it's a little overblown probably, especially when you're showing missiles hitting apartment buildings, like our comics safe. I think we're safe. We're fine. Yeah. 
former comedian, now president of the Ukraine might not be safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of us are probably pretty fine. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, some people are just full of shit like that. I mean, comedians are no different than a lot of other people. We sensationalize shit where it's like, oh my God, are we next? It's like, probably not. We're making it about ourselves where it's like, you know, it's it's similar to comics who always talk about mental health shit, but like are exploiting it for attention. You know what I mean? I always hate that. I have an entire bit about that too, but like, I do hate that joke, by the way. Yeah, well, because it's fucking annoying. You know what I mean? It's just like you're, and it makes me almost think like, I don't think you have it then if you're trying to exploit it. Because it's like, if you had cancer, you wouldn't, I mean, well, no, I guess that's, but that's not exploitation. Like, it's like, I think the depression thing is like, because that's a stereotype, comedians like to use it, even if they don't have it or kind of, you know what I mean? There's something that seems very like, um, I don't know. No, I hear what you're saying. It's like they talk about it. There are people who want to live that starving artist, struggling mentally. I'm, I'm, yeah, they romanticize uh, it exactly. They, they, that's the thing. It's like because cancer is a bad example because it's like you can joke about that, but you're not making it look romantic. Whereas like people with who do that with mental health, where it's like, isn't it cool that I'm sick? You know, yeah. that shit is annoying. Uh, no, there's definitely people out there. I remember getting into it one time with a comedian, and I said, "Do you just hate yourself because you think it's fashionable?" Um, I really felt like they were one of those people who every little thing, it's like, well, my depression, it's like, yeah, sometimes you're just a piece of shit. And that needs yeah. to be said. Um, this is someone who doesn't do comedy anymore. If you're trying to figure out who it is uh, a <laughs> long time ago, but, uh, and I was probably in the wrong for saying that stuff too, but yeah, I definitely think there's some truth to that. I think more people are owning up to mental health problems, which I think is great. But like you've said before in, in the joke, if I don't want to ruin your joke for you, you basically, when comedians come up here and go, this is my therapy. It's like, no, actually get real therapy. Get yeah, fucking yeah. Real. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah, I, I hate that too when people try to make comedy too serious. I feel like every new big stand-up comedy special lately, um, whether it's on HBO or Netflix or whatever, has a good chunk of it that's not funny. And people are like, no, but they were they were asking the viewer to think and asking the viewer to yeah. to try to interpret no be fucking funny no that's do a, that I, but be funny say, there is a new bit i've been doing about when i was in alaska they taught us a bear fact where it was like i guess female bears if they don't want to get pregnant what they'll do is they'll not eat before hibernation that's how they know the eggs won't fertilize so i go at least bears have control over their bodies and i just start clapping and walking around and just getting people to clap and be like see comedy's always at its best when you're making a point and it isn't funny yeah <laughs> um because that's what it feels like a lot of the time like people are reverse engineering it's like let me get my point first and then i'll figure out if i can make it funny it's like no i have a joke and if there's a point of view through it great but it doesn't have to be yeah it can just be silly and dumb and that's okay like it's not that's the whole thing comics philosopher all that bullshit it's like so annoying the idea that somehow comics other than lenny bruce george carlin richard pryor no comic has ever mattered socially it's like like they fall for all, you know, then after, like none of us are getting arrested. A random drunk audience member maybe will come up on stage or shout at us or something. And that's it. It's like, but no one's changing the way society works or. No, it's not. Look, there couldn't be everyone. Since that George Carlin documentary came out on HBO a few weeks ago now, I hear people say we need a modern George Carlin. It's like the mo- George Carlin wouldn't exist as you know him if he started today because. Yeah. All of the shit he did, 
And Chris Rock had this a little bit too. Uh, the the last two comedians I really could think of that kind of got, um, you know, their their impact isn't as felt during the social media era. It used to be something that would happen in the news or there'd be a big thing. George Carlin would tell jokes about that, really talking about his point of view and, and in a funny way, right? You have instant access to everything that's happening. So I, I this is how I felt when I watched Chris Rock's last special, the one that came out in 2017. It was called Tambourine. First half of it, boring. Second half of it, he got personal. He talked about his life, how he's going through divorce, why he was a shitty husband. It was cool because he owned up to like, I was a shitty husband. And I was like, oh shit, you never hear anyone kind of own up that way. Second half was great. First half was boring. And here's why. It was all shit that happened eight months earlier. So yeah. you you don't have an impact as a political political comedy to me in a lot of ways is kind of dead because we are so overly it's shoved down our throats constantly. Everybody, the dumbest people you know from high school are political now. Yeah. It's not a fucking, you know what I mean? Like it happens in the morning. So it happens on a Monday morning. By Tuesday evening, we're sick of it. It's yeah. because it's been constantly shoved on our fucking throats. So how is George Carlin that we knew of being ahead of his time? Um, really, he was at his time. Just society's fucking slow for change. So it feels like he was ahead of his time because we're dealing with the same problems he was bitching about in the 90s. How was how would he be good in 2016? I'm sure he would have adapted. Well, he would have been a different way, style. Like, he would talk about farts like he used to. People forget that shit. George Carlin was an amazing fart joke comic as well. One of the best fart jokes ever. He goes, you ever notice you never have to sneeze while you're taking a piss? Because you'll blow out your asshole. Think about it. You're taking a piss. You're standing there midstream. You ever had a big, fuck, achoo, achoo, you know what I mean? Just the yeah. visual of sneezing while peeing. And then he talks about farting where it's like, you're on a public bus. You're on a train. And you had farted yet that day. This is your first fart. So you kind of want to give out a little test fart because you don't know the nature of the beast. You know, he had a good radio voice. So when he would go into certain bits, he would really, I think that's where Dane Cook got that over-enunciating thing, almost from Carlin in a sense. Yeah. Um, sorry, you were going to say something. I didn't mean to roll over you, but I do want to get back on farts because you made a good point about Kate Upton farting and being funny. Um, yeah, it'd be hilarious. If they were watching it would be because she's sexy. But what yeah. about a real ugly girl farting? It's kind of no, sad. Right now, I mean, it's just farts are funny. It's like, what? You know, that's the one universal language. Farts are funny. No matter what country you're in, farts are funny. It took unless us. Unless you're a boring piece of shit. Unless you're a boring piece of shit. Yeah. Then it's okay. Okay. It took us almost 30 minutes to get to the point where what's going to bring the world together. It's international. It's it's the one language. Farts are funny. Yeah. It all farts sounds the same no matter time. where you are. And I want, I want more women to feel comfortable farting. I'm not saying you need to go out there and lift a cheek and giggle about it but if if it you naturally need to fart because you've been working hard that day and you're running around town and you got business to take care of let out a fart and just be like yeah, yeah i farted my bad don't pretend you don't fart though Not only that, maybe, maybe women should try being mass shooters we need to do like a freaky Friday with gender roles, right? Women yeah. start openly farting and shooting up places and men. When they, when they get broken up, with, they kill their ex-partner, you know? There you go. Actually, I I take back. I don't just, just to be clear, I, we don't want anyone 
the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub, does not endorse mass shootings of any kind. No, yeah, this will be offensive as shit when the next one happens tomorrow. I yeah, it's fuck, yeah, you know, it's fucking crazy, dude. I shared a joke I have about mass shooters that was on my album in 2020, the one that came out then. I shared the clip, coincidentally, the same day of not the 4th of July Highland Park one, but around the time of Uvalde, the one in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Kid. And someone was like, dude, too soon. And I was like, look, unfortunately, in America, it's always too soon. No, I know. You know I didn't. You're seeing this now, but I didn't post it. It's not like it happened. And I said, ooh, mass shooters are trying yeah, again. Better no, jump on the crazy. algorithm. It is crazy how it's just like, I mean, cause I honestly am thinking about Lollapalooza coming up. And I'm like, the dude who did Vegas scouted out Lollapalooza. And all I can think is like, you know, there's someone out there right now thinking, oh, that's a good chance to get some number. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get weird now about going. Even I went to a festival in uh, Lincoln Square, is right after the Highland Park, like four or five days after. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, man, now when you go out, you're just like, who knows? Because it happens all the fucking time everywhere. I mean, that's a, that's the a fucked up reality of it. You, in one sense, the odds of you being at one are extremely unlikely. But in the same regard, it's. It's likely enough where I'm not likely enough, but it's to the point it's where back of your head. That's the thing is that it's, yes. really... it's in the back of your head because I'm sure that all those poor people um, and God, that was, that was a tough one. Uh, they're all tough ones, obviously, but I'm sure all those people at the Highland park one, when they're running for their lives are thinking, I can't believe I'm at one, you know, it's always. Well, then the thing that I think always gets glossed over is because I always is like, focusing on like who died but it's also like those people forever now july 4th there is never going to be another year where that's fun for them like they'll do it and they'll celebrate but from now on <laughs> 4th of july for them will be the memory of running trying to protect their kids and like, like i mean it's just like a traumatic thing that will forever be in their life yeah i disagree oh, with you i don't even think they're going to celebrate that going forward why would you ever celebrate that again you know yeah it'd be so, i mean or at least you wouldn't you know, go to another big thing. You'd be like, let's do a barbecue in my backyard, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it changes your behavior, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they're going to have some major PTSD for a long time about that. I was pissed that night, man. I went to, I didn't go to like a 4th of July, like event or anything like that. I mean, I went to a parade earlier that day. So I was at a 4th of July parade. Um, but I remember that night getting gas and just everyone in like half a block of me. It was like a war zone everybody's still shooting out their fireworks like nothing happened and i'm like dude that's fucked up like this, yeah. was, this was a national tragedy and none of you guys thought maybe we should just skip it tonight yeah, um, yeah. maybe we shouldn't in my head i'm like dude fireworks don't expire like what the fuck are you doing just do it another time read the room wait until things calm down a little bit and where, also where, what the where, fuck where are you celebrating it? man in that moment i remember being like fuck this place this is what yeah. you guys want to be pumped up about this shit People can't, this is the freedom we have where people can't even enjoy a fucking parade without yeah. some jerk off buying a gun and shooting up the place. It's fucked. And this is the kind of female fart material we're kind of going for. Yes. This is why <laughs> I want to talk about female farts because otherwise you get. I didn't know there was some kind of controversy about it. There wasn't really a controversy, Joe. I, I You know what? The funny thing is I texted you going, hey, we're going to talk about female farts. And you were like. Is there a thing? I think you're worried that you missed a whole day's worth of female fart um, coverage. It was just something I saw. And I thought, you know what? 
I want women to start farting in a way that they feel comfortable because that's a, there's some stuff with equality that doesn't feel like said no to being a guest before you, you, you fell on me. Uh, seven. No, is that really true. That'd be so funny. <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about with you because you're a fun guy to talk about things with. See, but this is the podcast though. The podcast, I didn't tell really explain it up front. I, I got to remind myself to do that, but sometimes it's like, fucking who gives a shit? Cole Cabana, good friend of ours has a, the art of wrestling podcast, probably the best wrestling podcast of all time. He reminds me, he goes, Hey, it's good to remind in case you get a first time listener, let them know what they're going to hear. I'm now saying this 40 minutes in, which is about 10 minutes longer than I've been doing the episodes lately. I, this is bar conversation. Yeah. Whatever you talk, I talk about serious shit at the bar all the time. I talk about bullshit, the bar, I talk about fun, silly stuff. You know what I mean? I could talk about music. You like, I could talk about how, um, fucking, uh, I've been, you know, um, yeah, turning masturbating stuff. I don't care to share with you right now. I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> um, sorry, Joe's laughing because while I was about to try to make a funny slash serious point, you were combing your hair over like in the Hitler style of comb overs. Oh, was it? Hitler yeah. Style? You know, he, he took it all and kind of swept it to one side. Yeah. But don't we all, you're my hair parted on, on one side right now. No, yours is not. I just kind I of a lot of people normally comb it to one side or the other, right? I got to fix the lighting in this room. My hair looks way too red on this camera. Dude, I need to get a haircut too. This is getting insane. This is like, I do too, man. I got to get on stage too. I kept fucking with it. I'm like, you know, I don't know. I just noticed I was like playing with it more while I was on stage. I'm like, God damn, I need a haircut. Dude, I'm new to I'm new to having a beard, so I've been fucking caressing my goddamn every time. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's why I always trim it up just to stop fucking with it a lot of the time. Like I don't even I like having it, but more it's just I fuck with it so much that like it's annoying. Dude, I used to think beards were lazy. Now I'm realizing this is a lot of upkeep. Yeah, I'm like conditioning it because my beard was so damn prickly. Every time I kissed my kids, they were like, "What the fuck, dude?" And uh, they literally were like, "What the fuck, dude?" And I'm well, like, yeah. you "Watch your mouths, young man." Um, my kids are hilarious, by the way, dude. I took them to get their haircuts today. I'm going to be that dad that brags about their kids. They're getting real social in a cool way. The little one especially. Right when we party? walk in, the, the ladies were like, oh, which one's Matthew? Which one's Dylan? My three-year-old's like, I'm Dylan. This is my brother, Matthew. I'm three. Like He just gave way more information than she asked for. Yeah. And I just love that. It's just real cute. You know, He just had no problem be, like talking it up. I and, didn't know and he's, you were going to say they were getting flirty. He's They're... Dylan more than Matthew. Matthew is impressive in a lot of ways. The kid's getting great at math. He watches this one kid's math show. And so he's learning like his multiplication already. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. And then, um, and he, he's getting a little sociable too. But Dylan, I feel like you name your kid Dylan. He's going to flirt with waitresses. Yeah. That's that name. He's going to get a motorcycle soon. Joseph, if you were to have children, what would you name them? Oh gosh. I don't know. Um, Wow, fuck. I don't know. You've never thought about it, huh? No, not really. Well, what's your father's name? Frank. I guess, Frank you know, there was one time I jokingly said I'd name my kid Thomas Godfrey Ian Fernandez. That way he'd be TGIF. <laughs> I like that. That's the only thing. That's the only time I've ever even thought about it. It's for a bit that's not even, like, worthwhile. And what's your mother's name? Susan. It's Frank and Susan. Frank and Sue's. Frank Fernandez, dude. Frank Fernandez is a badass name, actually. Yeah, I like that. Name, yeah. It well, is. Francisco in full, too. 
Ooh, Francisco yeah. Fernandez. I, I don't like know. That. I don't know what I'd call him. I'm trying to think, like, because I mean, I don't know why. Why Matthew and Dylan? Well, Matthew's after my dad, so that was yeah. a given. I wanted to do that for a long time. Yeah. Um, my father's name is Matthew John, but I went with Matthew Joseph because he's got my middle name. Because I've got my dad's first name as my middle name. I'm Joseph Matthew. My son is Matthew Joseph. So that was a cool little switch there. And then we have a, a daughter's name already set because we set that because we didn't know if we were going to have a boy or a girl. Um, we first, we went in with a surprise. We didn't do like a gender reveal. We didn't, we told the doctors, don't fucking tell us. We want to be surprised day of. Yeah. And um, so for, uh, for Dylan, we're like, well, if it's a girl, we already know because we had the girl name picked out. But if it's a boy, we need another boy name. And that was tough. We went a lot of different names and there were some names where it's like, oh, that's good. But we like, I always like the name Liam and yeah. um, it's a good name. It's a strong my, Irish name too. Yes. Very strong Irish name. My sister uh, had a dog named Liam. So it's like, we got to nix that. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah, Liam's yeah. been dead for five years now. You know, it's not that weird anymore i still really like that name and so the, there was just a lot of names that we went back and forth so he's dylan jeffrey jeffrey's after my wife's dad so another grandfather name yeah. thrown in and then dylan i've always liked the name dylan i think it's a cool name yeah no um, it is a strong name yeah and it goes with kill gallon real well dylan kill gallon i feel like uh i would name i would maybe name my son sue Ooh. So he could grow up to be tough. Yes, because I was because I 100 would leave him in the dust Boy, <laughs> and make nice him up and up on his own. Do you ever think about? I was thinking about this recently. Whenever they do these father tough dad videos, I see on like TikTok, this gets shared a lot. I think it's the movie Fences with Denzel Washington, where he's telling his kid, he's like, "Like you, I don't have to like you. I have to put a roof over your head. I have to." put you know food on the table i have yeah. to work real hard like is not into the equation because what yeah, a man like, does law says i have to like you or something like that yeah yeah it's this whole big speech and people are like fuck yeah good dad right there and i'm like or he could say of course i like you you're my son i fucking love you dude like i love you to the point i mean he didn't i understand him not saying i don't have to like you but i do love you I, at yeah, no yeah. point did he tell his son he loved him his whole speech well, I think was. This spe I think people are saying the speech is good in the sense that it's powerful because you can see how much he's like focused on the wrong things in life. Like he's mad about not being a pro ball player, and all, you know what I mean. I, I think it's just a cool speech because it's like showing someone who just prioritized all the wrong shit in their life. See, I didn't see the movie. Was that why the kid was mad that he wasn't a pro football player or something? No, no, no. the dad was supposed to be a pro ball player, pro baseball player, but his career got cut short. And so that's oh. why he's so like mean and bitter and he resents his family because he thinks they're the reason. It's like, no, dude, it's not their fault. You know, James Earl Jones was the original in the original play. And apparently it was fucking amazing. He's a great actor, James Earl Jones. Denzel's a great actor. Yeah. But I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm sick and tired of seeing this like fucking old way of thinking bullshit. Here's the thing. I'll I'll show you this fucking stupid ass uh tweet someone had today it was a quote from oh, tubby smith i'm off twitter dude i've never been happier oh you're okay. you should be happy i was off for like 24 days and i was very happy but um i had to jump back on it because i didn't want to lose the account completely after 30 days the account gets deleted deleted dude, so I, don't get, dude, I was getting nothing out of it anyway it's like i was gaining followers or whatever or anything of value I had some people that i communicated strictly through twitter so i was like oh, i'm gonna jump back on it but um 
I've learned to handle it better mentally, though. I don't. It doesn't bother me anymore. It's I'm, what I'm going to bring up is going to sound like it bothers me. But this train of thought you see all the over the place. He's basically saying like we had over 800 Division One players transfer last year. Over 800. Come on, what are we teaching them to quit? That's what we're doing. Things not going your way. Well, quit. And then this other fucking dipshit was just like, um, he quoted that going, "Don't like your high school coach, transfer. Don't like your junior college coach, transfer." Don't play enough at school, transfer. Don't like your travel team, jump ship, go to another team. Don't like your role, quit. And it's like, uh, what on God's green earth are we teaching our kids? Stop it. Be resilient. Plan roots and fight. And it's like, fuck off, dude. Um, it's Here's what I've realized. And here's what we need to teach young people in general. Now, obviously, if things are a little hard, you shouldn't be like, oh, yeah, fucking just quit. Right? You need to, it's, there's circumstances to stuff. But if you're assigned at a division one school and you're expecting to play, they're not fucking playing you, but you feel you deserve to play, then fucking leave. Why, yeah. why do you have to stay there? Why you have to stay there and be fucking miserable? The problem is the old generation was like, well, we were fucking miserable. Therefore, you should have to be fucking miserable. The biggest lie in the world is that people want to leave the world in a better place than they had it. They do not. Some people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Some people do. Most people are like, I had it shitty. Therefore, you should have it shitty. And it's annoying. So I basically just like wrote, yeah, hey, if you're in a shitty situation, stay in that situation until you die. Like, that's another thing that people, that's my new mindset. I don't know if it's really been reinforced since my dad died, but it's kind of a mindset I've had for a long time anyway, but it's definitely been reinforced since my dad died. Life short. Yeah. If you are unhappy in a situation, fucking get out of it. Cause yeah, you yeah. die at the end anyway. This is what people forget. You know what I mean? Like I'm a baseball fan and my team sucks and they're going to suck for the next four or five years. And people go just wait four or five years or, or I could just not and go on to something else because yeah, yeah. fuck that. You know what I mean? Like half of us are gonna be dead by that. Like not half, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just feel like people need to understand that you only get one go around these 19 year old kids. You only get to be 19 once. You know what yeah. I mean? They can't just wait it out. What happens when they're 22, 23 and well, no one fucking wants like, them in that sport? All anymore? things college basketball where it's like, well, they're going to bring up another recruit at 19. So you might as well go somewhere else where it's like, it's always like, you know, if you're in Kentucky and then you're not playing at 18 or 19, it's like suddenly at the age of 20, they're going to be like, oh yeah, we just recruit a five-star athlete who is now we're going to start that. It's like, no, just go somewhere else where, you know what I mean? You know, like they always start the 18 or 19 year olds who are new. So like Definitely. you're already 20 at Kentucky or Duke, it's like the odds of you playing now or being, you know, big, it's like you're, you're aging already out of your productiveness. Definitely. You're like hype. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, because they don't stop their job. They don't just recruit the, their team and, and then we'll recruit again four years from now. No, they keep looking, which is what the stupid fucking mentality of be loyal to your company. Fuck your company. Yeah, no, you think yeah. Your company's loyal to you. Your company will kick you to the curb as soon as they can. That's why unions are great. Before unions, by the way, I think a fucking booger just fell out of my nose. So that'd be cool if anyone on YouTube could like slow motion that as it fucking falls out and hits my microphone. Um, but like before unions at your job, if you slipped and fell and broke your ankle, they'd be like, oh, you're fired. Get the fuck off the floor. Like that's yeah, yeah. They'll drag you off. That's why unions were a great thing, right? Obviously, some unions are too big and they're shitty in some regards, you know, Um but then there's some people who are like, well, there's a bad union. Therefore, we should get rid of all unions instead of just trying to fix some things. Uh, I just know that these corporations, 
that's why I'm they'll fucking throw you away at, at, at dime's notice. That's why when an NFL player is like, I'm gonna hold out for a bigger contract, I always support them. Always yeah, yeah. <coughs> because um think about it, you know, in the NFL, the contracts aren't guaranteed. If you have a bad season, they could cut you. But if you outplay your contract, they don't just go, here's more money. No, right, so right. yeah, fuck yeah, fucking get what's yours is my point. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why, I mean, this is going back to something else, you said, but you said the biggest lie was that uh, you have to stay in a shitty situation or whatever, right? I mean, there's bigger lies, I'm sure, but yeah, there's this idea. Well, yeah, I guess like, my thing is the biggest lie was the fact that, that, that Joe Biden won the election. That's the biggest lie. Joe Biden. <laughs> Not the rightful president. Who is the rightful president? Well, you know what's so funny? Uh, someone said did this bit about uh, their aunt being like kind of into QAnon and all this stuff. And I was thinking like, wouldn't it be funny if there was someone in the Middle East who's like, yeah, my uncle, he's like kind of into Al-Qaeda. Like, like he he, like he, he wasn't like at 9-11, but he kind of like supported it, like kind of like the Capitol riots where it's like, yeah. <laughs> what if there are people in the Middle East so they're just like, God damn it, my uncle, every Thanksgiving, it's about how <laughs> we need to start a worldwide Islamic caliphate. I like that he wasn't at 9-11, but a couple of the people who were on the planes you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with one of them. And, yeah, yeah, he worked with one know, of them, and he's like, you know, it wasn't all bad. Yeah, he kept saying, hey, we might go to America. What do you think? He gave me some yeah. literature, but I was like, ah, I don't know. I can't get off of work. How do you guys find time for this shit? You know, that'd be funny if there was someone out there who on January 6th was all like ready to go, but their boss was like, you need to fucking work. And it's like, fine. Dude, that's what I, I won't go to the insurrection. Whenever, whenever there's always like protests, like after Roe v. Wade got overturned, all the people that were in DC, I'm like, but what's your job? How do you get time off and are just there? Like, I get during 2020 when no one had a job, all those protests worldwide, because no one was, you know, we all didn't have anywhere to be. So the protests made sense to me then because I was even part of them. But ever, other than then, I've never I've been like, I can't afford to go to D.C. on the drop of a hat. And if you can, then what are you doing for a living that you can do that? You know, that's what a lot of the Republicans say. Look at these people. None of them have jobs. No jobs. None of them. You know what I mean? But then they don't say the same thing when I remember when like the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup in 2015. I remember commenting, don't these people have jobs? No one has jobs. Because that was also on a weekday. And none of those same people who were giving shit to like, you know, yeah. people who are doing Trayvon Martin, or I can't remember who it was, maybe Michael Brown um, protests in 2014. None of them, you know, it's, it's, it's an inconsistency that I can't stand, but it is a good question sometimes. Um, I just but think about this, all the time, just like, man, how can you all afford to go to DC? Well, weren't <laughs> they on a weekend this time though, or no? Cause I remember I they announced, know. they announced that on a Friday. That was overturned. Oh, okay. So I think there's a lot of Saturday, Sunday stuff. But also, still, it's like, a lot of local women, though, too. You know, D.C. has a female population, so it's yeah, not yeah, everybody yeah. that's I was just here like, oh, I traveled from such and such, and I'm going to be here until, you know, like here for two weeks. Or, I don't know. Like the you know a lot of successful women, Joe, who have good huh? jobs. You know a lot of successful women who have good jobs who could just say, hey, I got to go fight for my rights to party and to, to have an abortion. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Supreme Court overturns the right to party. The Beastie Boys play a rally. Dude, the Supreme Court fucks with the right to party. I am on the next goddamn Amtrak to DC. It's mean, still high. I can't fly right now. Honestly, like, probably this is this is the Supreme Court that would do it if ever. Six to three. Overturning gay marriage might as well be overturning the right to party because those are fun weddings. 
I've never been to one day. I'm gonna have gay friends that will invite me to their wedding, and it's gonna be grand. Yeah. Uh, Have you been to a gay wedding yet? No, I want to. May crash one. I we should. That should be wedding crashers too. Twenty years later, it's almost been twenty years. It came out two thousand five. God damn, that makes me feel so old. Holy shit. I've been having a lot of I feel so old moments lately, and it's not fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a couple things happen where uh, everyone I was with, the bartender was like, I need everyone's ID except for yours. And she pointed at me, and it's like, Jesus. Because of the gray, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, I had it after a show a few weeks ago. Um, it's at the House of Blues. And I was talking to, there was a, gr- a group of people, right? But I remember as I was talking to them, I said some reference. And they were like, oh, well, we're 24. And I remember being like, what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> why are you talking to me you know what i mean i'm like um this is nuts uh you know it was just after a show and they're like oh you're hilarious i really thought that you know and then i i referenced one of my own jokes that they didn't get i can't remember what the reference i made was for the life of me but i remember thinking in that moment holy shit i am 13 years older than these women that i was talking to we should not be allowed in the same establishment no, I know. Isn't it weird? Like, because when you were younger, you didn't think like that. But it's only when you're older that, I mean, even my folks, they're like, how do you know this song? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's fucking ZZ Top or whatever. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, wait, how do these kids know who Ace of Base is? But they do. I've been having it the opposite. This is a message to Gen Z. Stop using this as an excuse. Stop saying, I don't know what that is. It happened before I was born. That is bullshit. You and I know all sorts of shit before we were born. Yeah. As a 90s kid, I knew all the 80s comedy, some of the 70s comedy movies. You know what I mean? Animal House and Caddyshack and all that. Dude, this new generation, I'm constantly seeing them and hearing them, not just online, but in person. You know, because look, some of the best comedy club audiences are at the Laugh Factory in Chicago. I would say a good majority of them are 27 and under. So that 26 and under. And they're great, a lot of them, but some of them will be like, I didn't know that reference. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, the funniest thing, there was a kid tonight who's like, the Kennedy joke, I didn't, I, I think I did, I just didn't get it. And he was like 22. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that one's history. So that's kind of, uh, um, but no, well, I will just say in fairness, the, in fairness to Gen Z though, like, because there's so much content constantly coming out that, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, there was, you know, th- three, four networks of television you know, movies would be on reruns all the time. You're, you know, but now it's like, holy shit. Well, we're in our thirties. Like, I mean, we had cable, dude. We're not like fucking that old, you know, no, but uh, I mean, it's still, I, I mean, there's basically the network shows. No, you're right. Cable, because there was no Netflix. There was no, and like, it's not like Hulu. Like, I mean, the amount of stuff that you could find that was just made in the past year, I'd imagine that, that amount of content would take like, it's like probably 10 years of the seventies. You know what I mean? Like with how much comes out on all this original content, Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, like I mean, that's enough shows to fill up a year of of uh like every single network possible in like the eighties or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It is an insane amount of content. Like it's to the point where if you can't find something interesting to watch, it's almost like on you. Oh, for dude, sure. I like I mean, Amazon shows, thing- Apple Plus. Yeah, when you're when you're searching, that's why it takes forever though. There's like forty something minutes where you're really like debating. Oh, that part of it's bad too. But I used to do that blockbuster. I would take fucking an hour and a half in yeah. blockbuster. That well, was like part of the evening. The one I just finished. Oh my god, it was just keep sweet, pray and obey on Netflix. 
It's all about. Good. It's good. It's just depressing. <laughs> it's like uh, this Latter Day Saints Mormon polygamist church. But dude, I mean, like, yeah, the final episode fucked me up when they were talking about a specific thing. I won't even go into it, but like, just watch it and you'll be like, oh god, this is brutal, terrible. Did it's you, weird how fascinating those Netflix things are. It's like they're telling you the most the worst shit and you can't turn away still, you know? I know, man. You get it uh, something psychologically draining about like how fucked up it is that we keep watching horrible things. Um it's fascinating. That's the biggest thing, is that you're just like you're you're just intrigued by it. Cause it's like even though it's awful and it's like terrible to hear, you're still just like I think there's like a mystery about it. Like how could someone be like this? And you know what I mean? Like, yes, there's definitely something to that degree. Also, dude, you know, what's crazy. I remember flipping through, this is years ago now, but I remember this is when it first dawned on me, how fucked up we are as a culture and it's everyone. It's not just America. I think the world's like this. I was flipping around and it was a law and order episode, but I'm like, wait, is this law and order criminal intent? Fuck that. I want to watch SVU. Like, I don't yeah, want to yeah, watch yeah. regular boring. The, the disturbing oh, one. Yeah. The yeah. One that, yeah. Heinous sex crimes is what I want to watch. I don't want to watch just some guy trips down a flight of stairs and it turns out, oh, wait, he was shot a week earlier. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, always yeah. some weird thing where you think the crime is one. That's criminal intent. One. A regular law and order. They'll be like, oh, this guy died this way. And they go, wait, look at that. This guy was yeah, being yeah, abused yeah. for months. We got to get to the bottom of this. You know, it's one of those things. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I also, I just got off law and order completely. I'm off. You're too good for it. They just became the same. I was like, Oh, this is the same episode over and over just with kind of, it's like plugging. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, I get the feeling. I know how this is going to end. It's good. They're going to, they're going to think it's one guy, but then it's a different guy. No, you're right. You're right. That's pretty much it. Everyone knows too. It's like, all right. It's too early for it to be that guy. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first 20 minutes, they didn't nab him. <coughs> You'd be a great to be on an episode of Law and Order SVU. I'd make a good pedophile? No, I mean, not, it's not always pedophile. You could be a really good you know, sex trafficker. <laughs> or I, I had to think about how I wanted to say that. I don't yeah, want yeah. to be like, you'd be a phenomenal R word. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, interpret that how you want to. Uh, but I just feel like you have the good look, disabled, but there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could be the guy because you look like you could play a good caring boyfriend. Like you come in and be like, Jessica, tell me what happened. Who did this to her? And then like ice T is like, I think he fucking did that. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy. So you got a good face for that, man. For being deceivingly nice. (laughs) Yeah. Like you could be the killer or you could be the yeah. guy that's like, no, he's fucking innocent. I believe in him. Yeah. I'm going to write it. I'm going to well, write a show. That, that whole, like, uh, if you saw the undoing the whole Hugh Grant thing where you're like, do I trust him or not? Like, I can't tell if he's being sleazy or if he's genuinely not, you know? Yeah. Well, it's on HBO just, Max. You should check it out. It's I got to sure. check that out. Yeah. HBO Max needs to get a better interface or something. I fucking hate it. Around on it. Yeah. It's shitty to search. Cause you know what you mean? As you're searching, you're like, "Oh, new releases." All right, the Batman and fucking some other movie, and and as you're searching, like, all right, and then you want to get through a category. It's just you as you're scrolling. It's like you're seeing the same fucking seven movies they're trying to shove down your throat over and over. I want to just be able to like go to a category and be like, "All right, these are all the comedy movies," and just list them in order. I don't have to like dig 
Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's not alphabetical or whatever. Yeah. It's a no, it's bad. It's just not good. I don't they need to fix their shit. And Netflix needs to stop with the automatic fucking trailers playing too. Oh, you don't like that? I kind of get into that. No, I don't like that. It intrigues me. I get I get sucked in. <sighs> Joseph, it's dumb. Have you seen the bear on Hulu? No, people I keep seeing people post about it. No, I'll good. save it for another episode, guys. That'll be the teaser for next week. Next week, I'll talk about the bear on Hulu and FX. <laughs> um, Joe, thanks for hanging out with me. We are recording very late on a Tuesday night, everybody. So if our energy isn't where it normally is on the podcast, we both apologize. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm exhausted. I was on the road for a couple of weeks, so and I was driving everywhere. So, Oh, we should have talked about that instead of oh, me trying to force the fart stuff on you. I'm okay, man. You know? I didn't have, what do I have to say anyway? I did shows. <laughs> All right, dude, this is fucking, this is just bad now. <laughs> this is just shit. This is shit podcasting. I won't lie to everybody. Um, Joe is so tired right now. I'm fucking, I can't keep, keep a sentence together without being like, um, you fucking know? You fucking yeah, know? Yeah, dude, um, I, yeah. Was, I was like yawning at laugh back before I went up. Joe, I'll have you on another episode soon in which we actually have a point. And we'll have a fucking kick-ass good time. What do you say? Yeah, I had a good time tonight, though. I had a good time tonight too. I thought we talked about some cool shit. Um, I think we're just both very tired at the end of it. So that's... Yeah, yeah. Remember the remember the hernia thing? That was fun. Yeah, but then we didn't even get into that. I was gonna really talk about some fun stuff with that. I was gonna ask. I asked you when the last time you were examined down there. And I you know. Were I like, know. Yeah. You don't even remember. No, I said I haven't gotten the colon thing either. Yeah, but let me ask you this: the the last time you were examined down your testicles were you standing up or were you laying down jesus i don't even know because there's different techniques these doctors use because i remember being i remember having a physical when i was like in high school and i was just laying on the thing already and then he you know said cough yeah did it that way but then the most recent one i was standing up and they were you know the doctor was on a chair, you know, which I thought was kind of, <laughs> she rolled up and I remember like, I threw, threw, it threw me off for a second. Cause I wasn't yeah. really like, you know, I lowered my pants and then all of a sudden a chair comes rolling at me. Um, did it that style. And I think I like the standing up style better. I think standing up's better too. Lying yes. down, you feel like you're about to relax and then it's like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, and your testicles are, it's, you know, they, they, they uh, the testicles are the, are the wussiest part of the body. They're very yes. sensitive. They're very shy. So shy. They like to keep to themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're standing up though. They're, they got a little more free range. Yeah. You know, these are free range balls. Well, when yeah. you're laying down, they're a little bit like, hi, I'm here. I was about to say they're kind of like, free, but they're not. They're entrapped in a sack. Yeah, no, there's no range there, I guess. But, you know, sometimes the left one and the right one, you can tell there's days where they're like, I'm going to be over here. I want you to be over there. We need some space. <laughs> okay. And then there's other days where it's just like, they're like two newborn puppies. They're just fucking right up on top yeah, yeah. of each other. And that's there for they just want to stick to your leg too. Yeah, I don't like those days. No, those, those days bother me. Days. I hate it. The little baby powder in your thighs. comfortable with your junk. And it's just for whatever reason, it's either like sticking to something or like, I don't know. There are days where I just have to keep adjusting and I'm like, God damn, I look like a fucking major league pitcher. Well, then that, that's going to be, that's the last thing I'll say. This is how we're going to wrap up this whole podcast. Women 
I want you to fart more. Don't hide it. Don't pretend that you don't fart. Okay. We're human beings. Damn it. We're not on this planet for a long time. We're here for a good time. Admit you fart. Let them out. Okay. Yeah. It's good for you. It's healthy. And, and also men, if you need to adjust, adjust. And the rest of society has to fucking know what we're doing. There was a time or two in my life where I've had to adjust and I've had people give me looks like, you all right down there? And I'm like, listen, you don't have these. Okay. Have a little fucking sympathy and, and understand that. Get, like, the older you get, the sloppier your nuts get is for kind of. Definitely. Same with women's breasts. You know what I mean? They, they yeah. droop longer. Our balls start to droop. They get uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to fucking adjust. There, there should be no, excuse me. <clears throat> there should be no shame in me. I should be able to put my hand down my fucking pants and just straight up lift them up and move them around if I have to. But yeah, then, yeah. but then it's like, all right, dude, you can't go shaking hands now. Cause you got, you got some ball, some ball sweat on your, you know, Yeah. but there should be some literal, literal wiggle room for adjusting our, our ball sacks in public. Right. I don't, I, I don't know yeah. why I, I feel the need to still kind of hide and still do like little tricks. You do yeah. little tricks. Like you sit up like this and you do that so that any woman nearby is like, did he just adjust his balls or was he just adjusting his person? He was adjusting his whole, his whole self. What if I want to just adjust it? And then if someone looks at me, I go, yeah, I had a situation that needed tending to. Yeah. No shame. I don't want to live in shame, Joseph. Hey, man, men have been having to live in shame forever, and it's time for us to come out. Yes, it's about time. Who's going to speak for us men when it comes to comfort? Yeah, that's why downstairs. I'm you know, my my hero, my god, <laughs> Joe Joe Fernandez. Uh, I'm I'm going to end the podcast on this note. Joe Fernandez says Trump 2024. Everybody, yeah, and 2028. I want him forever. Okay, real quick, I'm going to give you a chance to backtrack it because I know you. You'll text me tomorrow being like, hey, could you delete that part? Oh, no, I've gotten better about being like tonight, even at the show. I forget what it was that I said that I was like, because uh, it was a fun show. But then also like some people took exception to something. I'm like, by the way, that's satire. Like sometimes this happens. We use irony. Like people are like, oh, so a show last night, a comedian exaggerated for effect. It was weird. It's like. Sometimes you're saying something that you intentionally know is the opposite of what you believe and you're making fun of someone who would believe it. Yeah. And if you're not a dumbass, you get that. Some people do not get that though. And that's a whole other problem, man. Yeah. All right, dude. Joe Fernandez, tell people where they could find you. Uh, yeah, man. Joe Fernandez comedy on Instagram. Uh, check out my special on Tubi. It's also on YouTube. Ugly. And follow me on Instagram because that's where I post the most shit. So just go to Joe Fernandez comedy on Instagram. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, that's where I, I definitely am trying to put more content out. And also, um, yeah, I guess it's like my favorite of the sites. So, Dude, the solo sketches you're doing are hilarious. So everyone definitely check out Joe Fernandez comedy on yeah, Instagram. I got to find a director for that. So if you're a film director and want to be involved, because I just don't, I, I don't want to do it myself. It's a pain in the ass, like moving everything and then framing it. And then it's like, oh, my head's cut off. I got to do that. You know. But the more you do it, the easier it'll get for you. You'll be able to figure out how to do it quickly. Just like everything, man. I Cutting know. clips takes forever sometimes until you learn how to just, yeah. you create little shortcuts that you know how to do. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I was going to create a Patreon with that too. I think I was going to do like longer sketches would be a <laughs> wall. And then I'll do like under one minute sketches I'll release. So. That'd be fun. Fuck yeah, man. I like that shit. 
All right. I love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. And I love everyone for listening. You guys are the best as always. Cheers. Love you too, man. Thank you for doing it. Oh yeah, buddy.